You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast slash vlog that does kids' movies for fun all month in November. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what we're up to. And what are we doing? Let's see, what is this one? We're doing um, all... Moonbeam! We're doing we're doing three moon moonbeamers. Moonbeamers? Yes. Uh, now, let's see. If they're coming up with the title for this, they're like, okay, we're full moon, so let's do half moon productions. But they went with Moonbeam. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess my whole thing is on the joke is, why do you think they went with Moonbeam? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, because Sunbeam was too happy? Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Moonbeam, I'm trying to think of like what like that could have been beyond full moon, obviously. Like what that could have been a play on or offshoot of, but... I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's Chucky Band. You never know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's full moon pictures, full moon features, full moon films, depending on how you live, <laughs> depending on which movie it is. So, And now they're into their weird and wacky, like, aliens gone wild. And then it's just, like, girls half naked. I don't know if they're actually making those, but if you ever go to the full moon streaming, you've seen them, right? Yeah, they have, like, those clip shows, like, the aliens gone wild and stuff like that. I do not get that at all, because yeah, to me, that makes me not want to have their streaming service. I just want to put on a clip show, like, uh, on one of the one of their things that they're streaming on or whatever, because I'm like, oh, I love full moon movies, a clip show would be great. But their clip shows aren't, like, clip shows, it's, like, 30 minutes of a movie, followed by then another 30 minutes of another movie. And it's just like, well, I'll just go watch the movies if that's the one. <laughs> yeah, you want to watch like four minute clips. Right, right, right. I like want like that. a clip show if I'm going to sign up for a clip show. But yeah, they don't do that. They do 30 minute edits. So Don't you ever insult Chucky Band's intelligence. I would never because he's got all of my money already. Yeah, like oh, he is true. my George Lucas. Yeah. To, <laughs> oh, like, no. he is, he's got all my money and every decision he makes, I'm just like, yep, sure. I mean, <sighs> here's my money. Take it. Yeah, and then then the one he got us with twice. Look at this. He's got a copy, and I've got a copy of Remote, which never came out in DVD. Yeah, it's not on yeah. Blu-ray. It's not on DVD. This one is uh, trapped on VHS or for sure. Forever. Randy had the world at his fingertips, but just when he had it all in control. Things took a turn for the worse. School called. When I get home, young man, I'm going to confiscate every model in the house. Three men suspected of robbing a local convenience store are still at large tonight. Police warned that the three should be considered armed and dangerous. I've never known anyone who got expelled before. My mom's threatening to confiscate every model in the house. So I'm taking him to the hideout until things cool down. He was about to find out what real trouble was all about. Wow, this is a real pretty house. How long we got a hole up here? Do the cops give up on the roadblocks? Three, four days, maybe. Now he's matching wits with three outlaws who are about to outwit themselves. Oh! Error by error. Strike spark in the air for you guys. Blunder by blunder. Come quick, someone's coming. Don't worry, kid, we're not going to hurt you. 
to a lot of this stuff so we're gonna start to see it well it's on full moon streaming right is i don't know is it is remote on there i don't know i have no idea i don't i don't go i wouldn't go to i don't have full moon streaming right now i had it at one point and who knows uh maybe i'll get it again (laughs) if it's like 99 cents a month um no i would pay (laughs) 2.99 yeah i mean i go through phases i've had it a couple times now i've had it twice i think now but then i don't have it right now like i just kind of go through phases of full moon streaming I think I had it for like three months. I watched all the ones that I had like a, I was Jones in four. And then I'm like, well, the other ones I own. So what's the point? Yeah, I do the same thing with like Shudder. Where it's like, I'll get it for yeah. a month and I'll blow through everything I want to see. And then I'll like cancel it for six months <laughs> until I get more stuff I want to yeah. see. <laughs> so that's full moon's like the same thing. <clears throat> it's the exact same thing. But um, with this one, yeah, I noticed it was Paramount. And so Paramount put in, put out all these, like, Prehistoria, one, two, three. Uh, and then I think, yeah, they did the Josh Kirby's and they did the remotes. So they must have made a deal with them. They're like, listen, we're going to have this huge, epic family entertainment. And we want you to distribute it, uh, Paramount, because... Or maybe Paramount came to them. Paramount might have came to them because they were so successful. I mean, 93, that was like the height of Full Moon. Like, they probably did get their 10 or 12 pictures out a year like they were aiming to do. Um, Yeah, yeah. Back in 92, 93, they were on top of the fucking world then. So that... It would would make sense that they would... uh, you know go this route because and then this was super successful too because remote's only the second one but they did dragon world and pet shop and uh leaping leprechauns uh so many so many so many i could there's so many more i assume there was probably a good 20 movies in a three four year span yeah at least yeah um yeah and then some of them were good some of them were better than others and uh, we made a joke beforehand or at least you did like hey did you notice they kind of slowly ran out of money throughout them all i'm like meh yep yeah because 93 this was again the second movie this was the follow-up to prehysteria there's money here there's definitely but by the time you get to the stuff that comes out in 95 which is the last year that full moon did anything with paramount uh you could start to see where the money's going obviously there's yeah. certain productions where there is money and then there's certain productions where there's not and yeah then castle freak happened and that went straight to full moon and not paramount anymore so oh castle freak was part of was going to be a paramount release, no way but, but then the full they just broke their ties nice. with full moon and then full moon self-released it yeah, that's not a Paramount movie. But it was it was going to be. It was gonna. It was their next one. But uh, yeah, the money the money dried up, and it and the whole thing the whole game changed. I can't believe they didn't want to distribute the the nipple biting. Yeah, right. 
Uh, I hope no one here. I hope half the audience you haven't seen Castle Freak, and just because I said nipple biting, now you will. Yeah, everybody's gonna go watch it. Yeah, because it's amazing. They'll get full moon streaming for one month. Yes, for it. <laughs> do it. Honestly, do it. It's worth it. So with this one, did you see this as a kid? I did. Yes, yeah. this was right. one I saw as a kid. Um, pretty repeatedly. This one was one I really liked as a kid a whole lot. And I was yeah. it's funny because I was still watching like full moon movies as a kid, but I still liked the moonbeam stuff because I was like, well, I still like kids movies too. Like I'm not too grown up for this stuff too. Yeah, I we liked it a lot as a I mean, it was it's kind of obviously half of it is a home alone ripoff in a way. Yeah. And the other half is it I it's kind of weird how this movie's structured. Yeah, it doesn't become sort of remote until the second half. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, well, I'll talk about how I feel yeah. about it. Well, I yeah, okay, so if we're walking through the video store, you can pick it up now and start to describe it. Uh, this is a freaking fantastic cover, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, it says comedy for the whole family, and it's got like the classic hero image with the kid lifting up the remote control with like the girl around his mm-hmm. leg, you know, very like heroic pose, the bad guy's reaching for him, uh, and uh, like a painted image too, which is really cool. And it says at the bottom, uh, video bonus, Moonbeam's video zone, a behind the scenes video magazine. Um, so like the regular full moon movies, this one has the behind the scenes after. Uh, yeah, I would have, I definitely probably rented this on cover i probably was like yeah this one yeah because this had like the second thing like in the early 90s you know all all dinosaurs early mid 90s dinosaurs 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 but we also had a love for robots slash gadgeteer you know gadget things yeah like remote control stuff was super in yeah oh i was so jealous of this kid and all of this his stuff now, being an adult, rewatching it now, and I'm like, no, there's no way you had all this. But like, <laughs> unless your parents were just rich, I probably saw this movie when I was like six or seven years old, and I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is the coolest thing. Uh, yeah, I thought all his gadgets were like super dope. Yeah. Oh well, especially rewatching it now. How much did Gunther? Did you look at that as an adult and be like, wow, that's so Chucky Band right there? You know, he's just like Gunther was his favorite. Even at the end of this film, which it says at the beginning to stay afterwards to see, he introduces it with Gunther. Yes. It's like, of course you did. Yeah, well, it's the tiny thing. It's the tiny puppet in the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Full Moon hates tiny puppets. They yeah, never, right. They never use they them. They never use ever. them. Um, uh, I remember there was a time um, earlier this year, I feel like. Yeah, I think it was like just early in this year. That me and my buddy Chase got stoned and watched Remote uh, for the first time in like 20 years. So like yeah. I have seen it now twice this year, but then like not for like 20 years before that. Um, and we were watching it in like the pre-stereo trailers before the movie. Spoiler alert. I get, well, we'll talk about it, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, we just go, man, like Full Moon's thing is just like, what's popular right now? Okay, make it small. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. What and like they that's do. what prehistoria <laughs> is. That's what like that's what they use this. They do like oh well, Home Alone's really popular. Home Alone two just came out semi recently, so let's put out this. And then they're like, all right, well, make sure there's a yodeling uh, German puppet in there as well. Like they just have to like take everything that's popular and make a small thing out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's. 
All right, so uh, why don't you read the description on this bad boy? Yeah, so if you don't know what remote is about, and you're missing out if you don't. Uh, you need to stop this and go watch it wherever you can find it. Whether buzzing his neighborhood with model planes or switching channels on the TV next door, 13-year-old Randy Mason has the world at his fingertips as long as he's got a remote in his hands. But when one of Randy's house-made gadgets winds up wiping out his best pal science project, Things suddenly and hilariously spin out of control. Randy retreats to his hideout, a vacant model home, only to find it invaded by a trio of bumbling burglars. As frantic friends and clumsy cops search for the missing Randy, he's forced to fall back on his own high-tech devices, remote-controlled toys, tuned for laughs and set for fun, and a side-splitting, warm-hearted comedy for every grown-up who still can't program a VCR, and for every kid who can. Even a VCR reference on the back of this VHS. This movie was made for us. (laughs) (laughs) Was this the one that you watched and texted me that you wanted to do a Moonbeam month? Was this the one? Yeah, so this one one got you hooked. Like, this one did it for you. Well, yeah, we watched it as a kid, I remember, and it kind of just disappeared from my mind for a really long time. And then uh, I was doing a top ten, um, like, family... I was doing a bunch of cover top tens or top fives, and one of them I wanted to do was top five um, straight-to-video kids' releases. And so I was going through a bunch of these, and I randomly found Remote's cover, and I'm like, oh! It just, like, all came back to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I I'd wanted to get this for the last couple of years. And then you and I went to a VHS um, little bitty show. And I saw it. I found it. I bought it. Watched it. And literally that night I go, Foom, we got to do a Moonbeam Mom. Because <laughs> I knew you had one of the prehysterias. Yeah, I've got several of the prehysterias, but I can only find one of the prehysterias. <laughs> the best one. We'll, we'll get <laughs> well, to it. We'll get to it. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, like, um, this was one that, like, kids growing up knew about, too. Like, I knew about the Full Moon movies, and that was just me. Like, I was the only one who knew about those in school. But other kids knew about this movie. I remember this was one that, like, got around. People knew what this was. Mainstream yeah. normal kids knew what this was. <laughs> yeah, this was just one that, like, right when it popped up, it just seemed like it was easy to rent. It had little gadgets in it. Or, yeah, it, you know, it was an easy sell, I think. Yeah, so rented it, watched it, liked it, kind of, and then just forgot about it, and then it came all rushing back. I, I mean, and then when you pop this tape in, we get, you know, immediately, like, one of, maybe the most popular kids film that went straight to video, and that's prehysteria. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that was another one that I knew a lot of normies yeah. knew about and saw, and I could talk about. I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like, <laughs> I know the weird horror ones, but I I can actually talk on the on the playground about these kids movies that the Moonbeam was putting out, and that was that was one that the normies knew about. Well, the early '90s, mid '90s, uh, the straight to video stuff was getting respectable, yeah. especially in the playground. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely like kids knew about it kids rented that shit yeah i remember a bunch of them and you know and moonbeam had some of these uh obviously i think remote and prehistoria were probably the top out of theirs but i don't know dragon world always like caught my eye as a kid but i don't think i ever rented it i've definitely never seen it oh it's good it's it's pretty awesome i don't have that one though that, that movie rules um 
Yeah, uh, you know, mine that I, w- I watched a lot as a kid uh, was Pet Shop, which I actually haven't seen as an adult, but uh, Full Moon just dropped that on Blu-ray. It was their follow-up Blu-ray to Prehysteria. Oh, okay. Uh, so now they're starting to go through and put these out. So I'm sure Remote's next. Well, now it's going to be next because we're bringing it up again. <laughs> and now it has to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Pet Shop was the last one to come out, and I'm excited to see it because that was one that I exhausted. And pre-stereo. Also. So what was Pet Shop about? It was a I tiny mean, other al- than a pet shop. Tiny alien <laughs> animals, like of course. Okay, like, tiny alien animals. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So whatever they had left over from I don't know. No, the creatures. Toys. No, the creatures look good in that one. Uh, that was I, I think it was ninety four. They still had some money. Still had some money. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. Uh, and then the next uh, trailer was odd. Uh, there goes the neighborhood with Jeff Daniels and. Um, Oh, what's her name from Home Alone? Catherine uh, O'Hara. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara, which is awesome in Shit's Creek. Or Shit's Creek. Yeah. That might be her best role ever. Yeah, she's I, she was made for absurd. that. I'm, I don't know. I Delia Dietz and uh, Beetlejuice yeah, might well, be my favorite. But that's a close second. It's a close. Shits, I mean, Shit's Creek. She's great in that show. It's almost like a cousin of Yeah, they're, yeah, they're related for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've never seen this though. I've never seen this either, but this is one Ashley talks about all the time. So I, I feel like I'm going to see it, but this is kind of a weird one to find. I, this, I feel like there goes the neighborhood might only be on VHS also. I, I don't even know what the cover looks like because the trailer didn't show the cover. Yeah. I don't know what the cover looks like either. Um, but I'm thinking that's an only a VHS movie. So I'll probably see it at some point, but I have not seen it up to this point. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then it went right into the feature presentation because I was expecting like three or four more trailers. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. I oh yeah, yeah, because it's full moon, but they had only done the one release so far, mm-hmm. so I guess that makes sense. That yeah, which we I found out later on when you watch the. Uh, Full, uh, the Moonbeam, um, what was it? Moonbeam Video Zone. Video Zone. Okay. So they just call it the exact same thing. They just put Moonbeam moon instead of Full Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they had a little, like, well, y- we'll talk about it. They yeah. had that little, like, video that they, mm-hmm. like, you know, cut together as the wraparound for the Video Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go, go into it, and, and this, this is kind of two different movies, in my opinion. First, it was. They just show like a middle school, junior high, something like that. And I don't know if you noticed, but that actually looked like someone snuck a camera onto the bell, like the last bell of school. And then they show because those kids coming out of there looked like the most realistic 90s kids I'd ever seen in a movie because most of the time they're over the top. Those kids were coming out in just like normal sweaters, and I think there's something about the cast of this movie where they yeah. all the kids do seem like really normal in this. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're really natural '90s. Like this is what we kids today. Just so you know, this is what we all looked and sounded like <laughs> in the, the the mid '90s. I saw kids with Letterman jackets on. The the sporty kids. I saw the butt cuts yeah. all over the place. By yeah. the way, if you look in the background on the guys, butt cuts everywhere. And if you don't know what that is and you're too young, that is literally where we had a butt crack down the middle yep. and then our hair just parted. Yeah, I never did that. Never oh, did that. Matt, you didn't live until you had a butt cut. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I, I had like my, I had like buzzed hair. I had like no hair. <laughs> oh, you did the buzz look? Yeah, that was my like look throughout like okay. grade school. All right. 
Yeah, and then I just see a bunch of them in baggy clothes, and I'm like, that looks a lot like real '90s. And then, then we got the uh, black character that old white men wrote. Hey, Jamal. Randy man, maestro of vanilla ice cream. What's happening, my friend? Hey, Judy. Judy on duty. High priestess of the ball and bat. With <laughs> Jamal. Yeah. yeah. Which I was like, oh no. Uh, and also, I noticed. The uh, writer of this movie used a fake name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. And then the real name that they say he really is in IMDb is actually another fake writer's name. And I'm like, this dude, went. he doubled down. On being, that's hilarious. He's like, please, I'll write all these, but don't put just don't on. put my name on it. <laughs> and then the fake name he gave, or his fake name for, I don't even know how to say this. It's just two fake names. It's, it's a nested within a fake it's name is another, so. yeah. It's Quentin Tarantino. It, <laughs> we, know, we know. We got you figured out. We we're knew just, it. We're still doing Tarantino one. He's like, uh, I want to finish Pulp Fiction really bad, but I have this great idea for a kid's um, remote movie. It's a kid who has remote control devices and he stops criminals. It's Home Alone, but with Sounds remote good. controls. Done. Uh, yeah, and then Ted... Uh, Ted Nicolau is the Nicolau. director. Yeah, he's, um, he's a real... He's he's proud of what he's done. Yeah, and like he should be because his filmography is pretty strong in terms of like the stuff that I like. He's the subspecies series director, mm-hmm. um, including Vampire Journals, um, and then he like also did Terror Vision, uh, Bad Channels. He's done like a lot of like my favorite movies, so he's he's fine in my book. <laughs> Terror Vision is one of my favorites, especially Crazy Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every character in that movie is great. I've I love Terry Vision. Yeah, I Terry Vision is one of my favorites. But he did Dragon World. I saw too. Yeah, yeah. So he got definitely... roped. He got roped into the Moonbeam for a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, he was doing all the subspecies and everything, and I guess maybe he was having kids or something. He's like, I, you know, I he want, I want to do these. He did because uh, his kid is now an editor and uh, made a movie for Full Moon now. But he was like young during this time so keep it in the family and keeping it keeping it in the full moon family yeah and then well well and then this the first half of this movie is mostly just 90s kids goofing off and like this is what i was going to say at the top but i wanted to save it for here the remote stuff doesn't really happen until the second half but i don't mind the first half at all i still think it's a blast honestly i'm well, having the, fun during the first half still the first half kind of like seems like a lot of times like it's the b-roll Maybe not even the B-roll, but it's just, like, it's them playing with the remote control stuff, which I, it feels like that's what the movie should all be about, almost like they were going to stop bullies. Yeah, yeah, because there's, we get introduced pretty early to the bully character who he messes with, but yeah, it sort of becomes, like, part of the group by the end of the movie. Yeah, but the bully kid, like, completely falls off, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. And so is Jamal. Jamal's yeah, Jamal gone. falls off. It becomes a story about him and the girl. Yeah, and even the girl during a large portion of this is gone because the sec after they're they're having a blast, which playing with the toys and he crashes the airplane into Jamal's experiment. Yeah, the class project experiment thing. Then he gets suspended, and then his mom is is pissed off at him because she just got a promotion and now she's got to deal with a little Randy getting suspended. And she's like, I'm going to take all your remote control toys away. And he's like, uh-oh. 
I'm going to hide him in this model home that I hang out in when I need to escape. And then, of course, criminals show up. And then Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, they introduce the criminals, like, so... Like, he's flipping through channels on the TV. And I noticed that they're, like, three criminals who do a... Com- uh, what is it? Uh, a horror of comedies or something like that. Where they get caught, they forget the money, they get caught on film, and now they're going after them. So they robbed a place... And the reason the one guy forgot the money is because he was looking at a comic book. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the, the two guys, so like the main sort of bad guy in this is John Deal, who you've seen in stuff before. He's, Miami Vice. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, it's the yeah. second appearance of John Deal. Yeah, yeah. Not in our podcast. Um, so he's he's around, but the other two guys uh, who are Tony Longo and Stuart Fratkin are both the criminals in the original pre-hysteria. Yeah. So they literally just brought them back, like, to do the same bit in a movie that wasn't even a year later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tony Longo was coming off of First and Ten, which was that HBO series that helped launch HBO that no one talks about anymore. Because he was 80, 84 to 91. They did, like, a 30... It's basically what Ballers is now, except it was all oh, really? comedy. Yeah, I, I forget the other, but it had, the reason it's not talked about much anymore is because it had a young ex-football player in it as their number two credit. Some guy named O.J. Simpson? Mm, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess why. he doesn't like, I guess uh, HBO doesn't HBO like to remember him now. associated with that? I don't even think it's on uh, HBO streaming. I, yeah, I doubt it I would be if, that, if that's the case. They're trying to like... What, uh, what sports show are you talking about? <laughs> Arliss? Uh, <laughs> I know. I never realized. Like, HBO seems to, like... They love sports they love comedies sports and things. Comedies. First and Ten, Arliss, you have Ballers. Then you have, like, what is it? Where they... NFL training camp? I don't even yeah, know what that's Inside called. the NFL. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Brian Gumble, Real sports. Yeah, Brian all Gumbel. that stuff. Yeah, man. They like sports on HBO. Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's worked. Look at them. <laughs> it's, so they're giant. But yeah, I guess they don't like to forget that anymore. I also had the big guy from uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Bloodsport in it. Oh, okay. Well, I always forget his name. Yeah, now. I don't know what I'm saying. I guess he's, he lives here. He's in he's in town. And I guess oh, he's the it, nicest guy. Is he a Chicago-born man? Yeah. No, he, li- he lives here now. I don't know if he's from here, okay. but he lives here now. And apparently he's the nicest guy. Oh, I'm the sure. The big dude from, yeah. Well, I guess this goes back to one of our, you know, in Tarantino month. If the... Um, weirder looking slash more interesting slash sometimes even ugly people are always the nicest yeah yeah I, and he's I, just a big big ass character actor but he's yeah. like a nice guy apparently <laughs> yeah tony longo uh he passed away not too long ago like 2016 or 17 really i know that. yeah he was he got he was his health was bad mm. but he still tried to keep going I just think, you know, he was more of an 80s, 90s character, actor. Yeah, I remember seeing him in a lot of, like, kids' movies from this time. Um, And he's good. He's funny. You know, he does does that, like, 90s kids' movie stick really well. So, (laughs) I can't blame him. No complaints. Yeah, but they, they get caught in this model home, and most of the time, Randy is hiding in the attic, kind of, like, trying to signal people to like help him or whatever and then i guess it, like the last 15 minutes of this film he goes you know what i'm gonna use my toys to stop these criminals 
catch them, and get out. Yeah. And we have all kinds of wacky stuff with it. Like, even at the end, cutting off the uh, John... Uh, yeah, it's John Deals, like, cutting his hair Down with the, the airplane. Yeah. Like an opposite mohawk, yeah. I was like, oh, that wouldn't really work. That would really hurt. Yeah, that would take skin if that was how that was going to go. But it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of funny shenanigans. Also, like, this movie... Like, it's kind of two movies in one, but it moves at a breakneck pace. Like, this movie's 80 minutes solid, and it just, like, flies by. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I was never bored. I just I just sat down and tried to figure out, I'm like, wait a minute, so is this going to be the bullies? Because that's what confused me when I first started watching this the first time. I was like, oh, man, I remember this whole thing being in a house and him using toys to, like, beat up the bad guys. And then when I rewatched it, I'm like, no, nah, it's only like maybe the last 20 minutes, 15. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so it's, I always wanted that fake Godzilla, which is really close to the Godzilla, almost like suable. I mean, I'm, part of me wonders, like maybe Toho just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, right. Because they're usually all over that shit. Because that's, that looks like Godzilla. Well, that's a tie between. Or that's like a a tie between the two movies we're talking about because Prehistoria Three has the Godzilla reference too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah. And that one's one of those like I, like that was one when I actually rolled my eyes. Yeah, like, that was oh. like, like a groan word. But like, yeah, that's funny. Like Full Moon had a weird boner for Godzilla stuff. Well, I mean, you know what what Godzilla did is they took giant things and they put men in suits. And what Full Moon does is we'll take giant things and make them tiny. Yes, we have to make them small. <laughs> so, make it all small. Make it small. <gasps> oh, it worked really well. Slashers movies, we can do that. Make them tiny dolls. <laughs> Remember when they did, uh, they were like, Universal Monsters, like uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, let's make them small. And then they had like little people as the actors in that one. Which one was that? The Creeps from 97. Oh. <sighs> I might, I, I might have missed that. Oh, it's a blast. So fun. Such a fun movie. But yeah, make them small. (laughs) They took the Universal Monsters and literally made them small. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I'd I'd probably watch it now and be like, greatest idea I've ever seen. Yeah. No, it works. (laughs) (laughs) They get it right. When when they get it right, they get it right, man. Oh, yeah. This, this is such a, this is full of so many like, uh uh-oh, yeah i mean moments if you can if you can stomach like a movie with a lot of like wacky sound effects and people get hit in the head then you'll like the you know but if you're not yeah if you're not gonna like that then you're not gonna like this movie you know what i mean like you gotta be into oh that specific kind of almost like tv movie comedy yeah yeah where we're like they're going to play the wacky music over the jokes yeah just because they also want five-year-olds to get it, and yeah. basically with five-year-olds, you have to tell them, this is a joke now. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Sometimes I just think, like, on the daily, like, I just need that. Like, I feel like I would appreciate more films if they just, like, told me what to do. <laughs> All these ambiguous I, films, I'm like, eh. No, I, I think you should really like Hollywood movies right now, especially when they're giving their, uh, their like, exposition. This oh, is, yeah, like, where yeah, they yeah. turn to the camera... This that's, is why this bad guy that's the problem. is bad. I liked when like movies like this, where it was just like wackadoo and like it, you know, it told you to have a good time. 
Now they like would literally like look in the camera and like just explain it to you. Now that's the difference. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I don't. They're like, well, now. we need people in China to get it because that's where all the money is. That's right. So <laughs> let me just explain to you culturally what's yeah. happening here. That's a little different from what you're used to. Yeah, just a guy looking at the camera with like a a China, you know, like a Chinese uh, flag, like a shirt. He's just like. I love China, <laughs> and let me like, explain the movie to you. That's like those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, new ones. They're oh, like that. Yeah. they're super like a commercial for China. Well, I, like they even stick the NBA in the second one. Yeah, which China loves the NBA, except right now because of the protests. But whatever. But <laughs> at that time, it's just like, look, Ninja Turtles NBA. Uh. uh. You like CG green monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Tony Longo, I think, is just, like, all the stuff he does in this, all the physical comedy. Because I remember him in, um, what was it, Angels in the Outfield. Mm. He was the uh, big catcher. So he came into this, like, in my childhood, I saw him in so many movies. Now, I might not have known his name as a kid. Oh I yeah, I definitely didn't. knew his face. I don't think I knew his name until I watched this again. You know, I was like, "Oh, that's that guy." Okay, cool. Uh, but I recognized his face for sure from all those kids' movies. Yeah, my favorite line in this was, "Wow, you're incredible, Randy." And she looks at him, his like little love interest. I don't know her name, but she went on to be in uh, the Medicine Woman show. Oh, nice. Good for her. What was that called? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah, she was in it. But she's like, wow, Randy, you're incredible. And he just like looks at her really awkwardly and goes, thanks. I've been modifying the controls. (laughs) I'm like, ooh. You're incredible, Randy. I've been modifying the controls to give her more aerobatic capabilities. You're funny, Randy. What'd you do that for? Such scandalous lines here. Like, she wants him in this movie, and, and he is not picking it up. And I'm well, if she like, had circuitry. Yeah, if, he, if she was a remote control, he'd be able to figure her out. But uh, as a human, he can't figure her out. No, and I think as a kid, I related to that. Yeah. I was like, I can't talk to people. So I feel his pain. <laughs> I feel yeah. her pain too because she's trying to communicate with him and he's not responding. Uh, and I was over there talking about f- full moon movies on the playground and nobody was responding. <laughs> like, wow, Matt. Can't relate to both of them. Wow, Matt, that sweater looks great. Thanks. Have you seen the latest full <laughs> Have you, have you seen movie? Subspecies 3? It's one of my favorites. <laughs> How about Terrorvision? Oh, God. It's a miracle this? that I like have friends today, honestly, uh, because it was rough for like fifteen years, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. uh, it happens. And then you find your weirdos and you make podcasts with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't I don't have much more to say about this because it's just like a uh, a fun wacky '90s kid comedy that yeah. I, mostly enjoyed i mean i actually i don't have any real other than i wish it didn't take like 40 minutes to get to the remote stuff 
because I just want more criminals, but I don't really have anything bad. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, like, it does take a while, like you're saying now, like, yeah. it, take, it takes a while to get there, but, like, I didn't care. I was just like, I'm having fun watching this. I watched it twice this year, and mm. I had no problem. Like, I didn't care. Like, I had a good time both times. Was it better uh, sober or stoned? Sober, actually. Really? Uh, okay. Stoned, I went down too many nostalgic, like, rabbit holes, where then I, like, stopped paying attention to the movie. Yeah, and then 20 minutes later, you're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, wait, who's this How character? Are they in model home? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. sometimes I'll get stoned and I'll lock in two movies. Sometimes I'll get stoned and be like, what else can I think of? <laughs> what does this yeah. remind me of? <laughs> yeah, and then the end when we got into the video zone, and you know, I already talked about Chucky Band and Gunther hanging out. Which, by the way, that Gunther doll always singing the song. Yeah. That's that, you like really? Randy, you need to stop using that. I was afraid he was gonna get caught. Oh man, that just reminded me like of the dope ass animated opening that this and ending. Oh, opening yeah. and ending that this has. Uh, love that. What a great choice. Yeah, I'll play that over us talking right now. That that kind of stuff, it was really long, too, the first one. Oh, yeah, and it's padding it out. Yeah, it's like, padding they it out. they just yeah. hit 80 minutes on this movie. <laughs> like, they just make 80. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... Well, I think that's why they show so much at the beginning. I think they did all the criminal stuff, edited this film together, and went, oh, shit, we're only at 60 minutes. Yeah, probably, honestly. Uh, because it, yeah, this, the credits are really long. They're awesome, though. I love them. No, the but, yeah, the... <laughs> but uh, they do eat up a good chunk of the runtime. Yeah, and then then they they show the making of this, which is is really fun. You get to see like Tony Longo like eating beans and a Twinkie or something like yeah, that off, off the, the ground. ground. Yeah, I guess it just possessed them all at once to start dunking the Twinkie and and mixing it all together. And all of us on the set were just holding back from dying laughing as he did it. <laughs> So that was fun. You could tell the crew was having a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, they believed in this. This mm-hmm. wasn't like a cash grab for anybody. Even like Ted Nicolau, who was like doing like straight up horror movies, was like, no, I'm going to do a kid's movie and I want to try to do it right. Like, again, it's like, oh, man, this is like really nice and endearing to see that all these people care about this project. Yeah, it's, I, I, I could tell throughout this entire film. I was like, yeah, they're having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, yeah, sure, some of it's padded out, but, I mean, that's kind of what happens in these TV straight yeah, video movies. Yeah, they, in the end, they're making a buck, but still, like, you might yeah. as well have fun doing it. And, like, yeah, I really liked uh, I really liked having the videos on at the end of this, because I'm used to seeing it with the other Full Moon movies, but it was nice to see, like, with the kids' movie. And, like, this would have been a good gateway, if I wasn't already watching the regular Full Moon movies, this would have been a good gateway to get me into films, like... I'm glad this exists for, like, little 90s film nerds to, you know, find their love of making movies. I really think this is part of what made me want to, um, like, get into behind the scenes, look up stuff like that. I don't know if it was so much exactly Full Moon and Moonbeam Video Zone stuff, but I think it's got to be one of the big players where I always wanted to know how they did stuff. You know, like, my brothers and I always trying to guess how someone would die in a film. How did they do that? I mean... I think this is part of it. And they kind of tiny bit show some of the stuff, which is fun. But he also talks about, and I always liked this as a kid, 
Like when he's like, oh, and we're going to do Prehistoria 2 and we're going to do the Dragon yeah, yeah. and stuff. He like, gives you was... the list of what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's giving you tasters. I mean, this is how, you know, we get hooked on heroin and stuff. He's yeah. just like, here you go, kid. Here's a little. Yeah. I used to get like, especially in the late 90s when I was super, super into Full Moon and that they were still cranking out new shit. Like, like if Witch House or something came out or Dead yeah. Hate the Living or like one of those in the late 90s. And he would, Charles Band would be like, oh, we're making this movie, this movie, this mm-hmm. movie, this movie next year. And he would, like, they would show, like, the art, like, the concept art and stuff for the movies. That's I would great. get so Love that. that was, like, my, like, like the way the nerds feel now about, like, Marvel movies, that was my Marvel stuff that, back in the day. Well, it came after the movie. Yeah. Post-credit uh, video zone. Yeah, that was, it's, I mean, Chucky Band should be that, and He-Man canon films should be the ones. I mean, Marvel, that's how they were inspired. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But it was. It was my, like, it was my, like, crack. I was like, what else you got, Charlie? What else you got? <laughs> I need more. <laughs> Make more shit small, Charlie. <laughs> All right, let's go to, oh, yeah, and then they showed the trailer for Prehistoric. Prehisteria again. Because they always do, the video zones always do the coming attractions, but they had only made one movie so far. (laughs) So they had to show the same trailer again. So I I assume he was just like, all right, well, we can pad the movie. We want, you know, we got to do that again, too. But he's just like, now they definitely won't forget it. They'll see it at the beginning. It'll bookend it. Yep. With Prehisteria. And and that video zone's pretty nice, too, because it's like 20 minutes. Like it's it's a fourth of the runtime of the movie. Yeah, love is it. the is the video zone. I love love it. it. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay, well that's gonna end it. With, oh no, it's not. Uh, we'll go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is part of the show where we put something in the museum. We're like, Andy, going on in the film jungle, bringing it back, good or bad. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, the... So when he's on the remote control on the TV, uh, I forget who they were called. But can you tell me who the hell it was, what, Brother Eli? Money up. This young math professor from two weeks... Our sermon today, brothers and sisters, is a story of David and Goliath. Hallelujah, Brother Milo. Praise the Lord. Oh, Brother Milo. Do you remember the priest that was on there? He kept flipping uh, to the channel. Oh, channels, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was just like this thing. It's just like, oh, hello, Brother Mi- uh, Milo. And I'm like looking at that. That's got to be someone in full moon. And it is. They're just doing something like that. Yeah, and it's and the production And they brought designer. it like three times they used it. Yeah. And I loved it so much because I looked the first couple times they did it in the one scene. I loved it. Then they brought it back when he was going through the TV. And then I think the criminals are on a TV or something and see it. And I'm like, I, I, wanted, I wanted them to keep going in order of the brother Milo. Like he would have been... Preaching at the beginning, selling something at the end, or, you know, something like that. It's like, you want more, Brother Milo. Watch the <laughs> Brother Milo TV series or something. And it's just um, the production designer. It's just the production designer just having a cameo in the movie, which is so funny. Yeah. It's like, well, we need something on TV. Got it. Yeah, let's do this weird thing. Yeah. That's a very Ted Nicolau choice, I feel like. Because, like, Bad Channels is a lot like that. And, well, like, Bad Terror Channel, Vision. Bad Channel, Yeah. Yeah, so... 
Absolutely, that was a, his choice, I think. <laughs> you got something for the museum? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I just want to put in the the animated opening. Uh, not because I think it's, yeah. like, the best or anything, but it really sets the tone for the movie really well. And it also, like, I think sells it as a more expensive movie than it is. Because, you know, it's full moon, and this is definitely when they had some money. But you know it was still going to be super low budget. Like, it's full moon. Like, it's a full moon movie. Circa 93. It's not going to be like a $5 billion movie. <laughs> so it's going to be cheap. But with having the animated opening, you know, it's very like, uh, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or whatever. So it feels like a big, big movie. Yeah, I think this movie felt bigger than its budget at times. Yeah, and I think cool. that's great. Yeah, so. I think it, it worked. They figured it out really mm. nicely. That's going to end it for remote. Ooh, we're doing a short one this week. Sounds good. Wow. Okay. It. And then next week, I think we're going to take a break from it and then uh, do a newer movie, uh, which will also have little little bitty creatures. I'm not going to say the name. You'll figure it out. And uh, yeah, and then we'll and then we'll continue on with this. And look at this. Look at all that we're bringing you here. This is going to be an amazing month. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Flashback to '90s kids uh, nostalgia. '90s kids VHSs, very oh. specifically. These were movies that I grew up with, so and, it's nice. <laughs> and these, I don't even think you. Well, Prehistory Three is probably on DVD. Nope, it's not. Nope. Oh, so I don't think Josh Kirby is either. Uh, the, some of the Josh Kirby's came out in the uh, out of print DVD, but you can't get it anymore. Uh, oh. But this, but the no Blu-ray at all so yeah. really the vhs is still probably your best bet because the dvds went out of print so fast that's um, amazing i can't but what do they only make like a, you know five thousand units well and i think all six are on like two discs you know what i mean like it's oh, like okay. it's like they crammed them all on there too and they were all the vhs transfers they weren't like cleaned up versions or anything like that it was just okay. some cheapy company that probably full moon made a quick buck on and they put them out and then the company's probably gone now <laughs> Just a flyby, yeah, mafia uh, like style <laughs> distribution company. Yeah, so yeah, they, they really a lot of uh, everything that's on the table right now. Your best bet is to catch it on VHS. So that's pretty cool. All right, we'll see you next week for a little bitty monster movie. Bye. Bye. Hallelujah, Brother Milo. Praise the Lord.